Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of benzodiazepines from the neurology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 56-year-old man is brought to the emergency department after being found in the park in a lethargic state. The patient has a history of multiple hospital visits for pain management of acute pancreatitis. Medical history is significant for alcohol use disorder. On physical exam, the patient has slurred speech, nystagmus, and unsteady gait. Laboratory testing is significant for an elevated blood alcohol level. Urine and serum toxicology is negative for illicit drugs. He is started on intravenous thiamine and glucose. Approximately six hours after admission, the patient becomes nauseous, anxious, tremulous, and develops palpitations. He is subsequently started on intravenous lorazepam. This is a case of alcohol withdrawal. Let's now get into the episode. Let's start with a brief introduction about this topic. The medications that we'll discuss today are short-acting benzodiazepines and longer-acting benzodiazepines. The short-acting ones are alprazolam, triazolam, oxazepam, and midazolam. And the longer-acting ones are florazepam, chlordiazepoxide, lorazepam, and diazepam. The mechanism of action of these drugs are that it increases the frequency of chloride channel opening and thus facilitating GABA-A action. This is via its binding to the alpha and gamma subunit of the GABA-A receptor. This in turn decreases the neuron firing. In terms of the metabolism, oxazepam, temazepam, and lorazepam are not dependent on liver metabolism. In terms of adverse effects, adverse effects include dependence, and they can have an additive CNS depressive effect with other CNS depressants such as alcohol and barbiturates. The antidote to benzodiazepine overdose is flumazenil. Flumazenil is a competitive benzodiazepine receptor antagonist and can provoke seizures in chronic benzodiazepine users. In terms of clinical use, benzodiazepines are used in anxiety, panic disorder, status epilepticus, alcohol withdrawal, anesthesia premedication, sleepwalking and other parasomnias, skeletal muscle relaxation, and insomnia. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 61-year-old man presents to the emergency department due to severe malaise. He reports that he began developing tremors, irritability, and severe anxiety approximately 18 hours prior to presentation. He also states that he hears his recently deceased brother speaking to him. Within the past few hours, he developed severe nausea and vomited twice. His past medical history is notable for multiple prior hospitalization for acute pancreatitis. He has a 35-pack year smoking history and drinks multiple alcoholic beverages a day. However, the recent death of his brother motivated him to stop drinking. His temperature is 100.2 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.9 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 150 over 90 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 130 per minute, and respirations are 22 per minute. On physical exam, he appears diaphoretic, anxious, and has scleral icterus. Clinical hand findings show palmar erythema. In addition to fluid resuscitation and vitamin repletion, which of the following would be the best next step in the management of this patient? 1. Chlordiazepoxide 2. Lactulose 3. Midazolam 
four, rifaximin, or five, lorazepam. And the correct answer choice is answer choice five, lorazepam. The patient in this vignette presents with auditory hallucinations, malaise, and autonomic hyperactivity, for example, tremor, tachycardia, and irritability, which suggests the diagnosis of alcohol withdrawal. In light of this patient's history of cirrhosis, the best next step in management is a benzodiazepine taper with lorazepam, which is not dependent on hepatic metabolism. Remember, benzodiazepines are commonly used in the treatment of moderate to severe alcohol withdrawal because benzodiazepines and alcohol allosterically modulate the same GABA-A ligand-gated channel. Diazepam and chlordiazepoxide are the benzodiazepines of choice in most cases. However, in patients with hepatic comorbidities, a benzodiazepine that is not dependent on hepatic metabolism is indicated. These include lorazepam, oxazepam, and temazepam. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice one, chlordiazepoxide is a long-acting benzodiazepine that is often used to treat alcohol withdrawal. However, as it is dependent on liver metabolism, it is contraindicated in patients with hepatic comorbidities. Answer choice two, lactulose is a non-absorbable sugar that is used in hepatic encephalopathy to acidify the gut lumen, thereby decreasing ammonia reabsorption. It is not used in the setting of alcohol hallucinosis unless hepatic encephalopathy is suspected. Answer choice three, midazolam is a short-acting benzodiazepine that is sometimes used to treat alcohol withdrawal. However, as it is dependent on liver metabolism, it is contraindicated in patients with hepatic comorbidities. And finally, answer choice four, rifaximin is a non-absorbable antibiotic that is used in hepatic encephalopathy to kill bacteria in the gut lumen, thereby decreasing the conversion of dietary protein to ammonia. In summary, benzodiazepines that are not contraindicated in impaired liver function, for example lorazepam, oxazepam, and temazepam, should be used to treat moderate to severe alcohol withdrawal in patients with hepatic comorbidities. Next question. A 38-year-old man is brought to the emergency department by ambulance after he was found down in the street. On presentation, he is somnolent and barely arousable even by sternal rub. He cannot provide a coherent history and cannot provide information for any recent contacts. His past medical history is significant for multiple substance use disorders. On presentation, his temperature is 96 degrees Fahrenheit or 35.6 degrees Celsius, blood pressure is 105 over 56 millimeters of mercury, pulse is 57 per minute, and respirations are 7 per minute. A urine toxicology study is conducted and treatment is given based on the results of this study. During the administration of this treatment, the patient begins rhythmically contracting his extremities and bites his tongue. Which of the following agents was most likely given to this patient? 1. Ammonium chloride 2. Flumazenil 3. Fomepazole 4. Naloxone or 5. Sodium bicarbonate And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2. Flumazenil 
This patient who presents with signs of depressed central nervous system activity, for example somnolence, hypothermia, and hyperventilation, and goes into seizure activity, marked by contractions and tongue biting, after administration of a reversal agent, was most likely given flumazenil. This drug is used for acute benzodiazepine intoxication, but can lead to seizures when given in chronic users. Remember, benzodiazepines are a class of drugs that function by increasing the frequency of gamma-aminobutyric acid A channel opening in neurons. This potentiates the effect of GABA and exerts a depressant effect on the central nervous system. These drugs can be used medically in the treatment of anxiety, panic disorder, alcohol withdrawal, sleepwalking, and skeletal muscle relaxation. However, they are also common drugs of abuse due to the neuromodulatory effects. They exert an additive effect when combined with other depressant drugs such as alcohol, opioids, or barbiturates and can be fatal in overdose. The treatment for acute overdose is flumazenil, but this reversal agent should be used cautiously because it can precipitate seizures in chronic benzodiazepine users. This occurs because abrupt discontinuation of inhibitory GABA activity leads to hyperreactivity of the central nervous system in response to glutamate neurotransmitters. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, ammonium chloride, causes urine acidification and promotes the elimination of weakly basic drugs, including amphetamines. This drug class functions as stimulants that increase heart rate and psychomotor activity. Answer choice 3, famepazole, can be used in the treatment of intoxication by methanol or ethylene glycol. While these compounds are depressants that can lead to seizures, the administration of famepazole would decrease rather than increase the likelihood of these neurologic complications. Answer choice 4. Naloxone can be used as a reversal agent in the treatment of opioid intoxication. Administration of this drug can precipitate acute withdrawal symptoms, but opioid withdrawal would present with anxiety, vomiting, diarrhea, and piloerection rather than seizures. And finally, answer choice 5, sodium bicarbonate, causes urine alkalinization and promotes the elimination of weakly acidic drugs including barbiturates. While barbiturates are very similar to benzodiazepines, sodium bicarbonate leads to elimination over the period of hours to days rather than minutes and therefore would not acutely provoke a seizure. In summary, flumazenil is used as a reversal agent in acute benzodiazepine intoxication, but can provoke seizures in chronic benzodiazepine users. And that's all for this review about benzodiazepines. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Please keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.